going to turn things over to Mark Weber now for hour one of Garden Talk on this Saturday morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, doing just fine. How about you? <laughs> I feel better than I did last week. I will say that. Oh, good, good. <laughs> good morning, everybody. It is October 19th, 2019, and it feels like fall and the season to enjoy those fall colors is upon us. And the time, yes, the critical time to water your landscape if you want it to live or to die is now. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHAO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and we welcome you to the first hour of what will be three terrific hours of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. And if you would like to join us, we have an open line for you at 457-1290. That'll bring you into the Master Control Studios of WHIO Radio, where we're happy to take your calls. We're happy to answer your questions, and most importantly, we are ready to help you have the best yard gardening and landscaping ever, and give us a call right now at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will bring you into the Master Control Studios of WHIO Radio, and uh, we're ready to help everybody have a great landscape. Well, folks, as we begin this morning's broadcast, um, we would love to hear from you today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you into the Master Control Studios of WHIO Radio. And uh, I think this is the time of the year in which I would love to help you have the best yard garden and landscape ever. It's kind of one of those seasons where a lot of the things that we do have a terrific impact on the long-term health of our landscape long-term. And a lot of those things that we aren't doing right now will have terrific consequences if we uh, choose not to do a few things. And as we begin this morning's broadcast, I'll tell you a little bit about myself as you are maybe the first time you've tuned into this show uh, my name is Mark Weber, and I have hosted this show for no less than 29 years. Hard to believe, 29 years. Um, and I enjoy helping people with their landscape. I enjoy helping you with whatever that question may be that you have about a particular par uh, part of your landscape a particular part of your garden. Maybe it is a part of your landscape that you've got a question about your um, trees, your turf. Um, no matter what the question is, we have got uh, answers. We've got solutions for you. And most importantly, um, we've got an open line for each and every one of you at 457-1290. A little bit about myself as we begin this morning's broadcast um, I hold two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. Um, I currently hold and maintain literally 18 different certifications and qualifications in my industry. 
Notably, I am a board-certified master arborist. Uh, less than 2% of all the certified arborists in the world are board-certified master arborists. I am also a certified professional horticulturalist, deemed so by the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences. So when you listen to Garden Talk and you are getting timely information um, about um, a landscape, about whatever is going on in your world, um, you're getting information here on this show um, that's based upon science and it's based upon um, best practices in your landscape. And I am enjoy I enjoy helping people. Um, I enjoy guiding them and I enjoy talking to you. Um, if you would like to be part of today's broadcast, you can dial up 457-1290 and that will put you into the master control studios of WHIO radio. And, uh, Hey, our Sarah's next door today. She will be more than happy to take your call and uh, help you be part of this morning's broadcast. And what we like to do here, folks, is help each and every one of you have a great landscape. And we want to guide you on the best practices and most importantly on some of the things that you shouldn't be doing as well as um, what you should not be doing. And as we begin this morning's broadcast, I, 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 I feel like what Randy Tisher wrote to me in email yesterday, um, we feel like broken records, but we need to talk more and more about the things that we are seeing out there in the landscape. And uh, we have got a worsening drought that's happening. Um, uh, it's kind of interesting to me on a lot of fronts uh, when I... Um, do my visits and inspections at different people's properties. Um, it fascinates me how some people just think it's nothing that we're so dry right now. And they kind of dismiss the fact that uh, they need to water. They kind of look at me with their eyes, you know, glued shut and they go, ah, oh, it'll be okay. And, oh, there's nothing to worry about. And, oh, I just, I just shiver to think um, what, the realities are. In fact, um, a new map was released on October 10th by the United States Department of, uh, of, um, of, of Weather, and it shows how bad our drought has gotten. Right now, we are re resting it right where we call a moderate drought. We are a D1, um, and we are incredibly dry. We got a little bit of rain here in the last couple days, but folks, you know, 0.5 inches of rain is just not going to, um, cut it. And the reality is, is, is that if we don't, if you don't add water to your landscape, I can tell you right now, some of the lawns that I have seen of recent days um, I will tell you our 50% sometimes or more is dead. It's completely gone. And if, and, and I, I just, it's amazing to me how many lawns people are just like a myth to what they're really doing in their landscape. And I think it's reality is that we all need to water right now. And, and the reality is if you don't water, you are going to likely lose parts of your landscape. Um, and maybe whole parts of your landscape. 
And I would encourage each and every one of you right now to, to get the garden hose out. And, and what's amazing about it is if you water folks, you're going to be amazed how much more your landscape looks better, but it will react quickly, particularly with the lawn. Um, a little water will go a really, really long way. And at the bottom of today's hour, we're going to be going in the gardening. I want to talk about adding water to your landscape now and why watering in the fall, particularly if you're very dry, is incredibly important because it has an amazing influences on the winter survivability of a lot of plants, including, including your lawn. Um, today, also, we're going to go in the garden kitchen, and we're going to talk about the state apple of Ohio called the Melrose, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and a whole bunch more. Let's head to the telephone lines at 457-1290, and let's go talk to Ray. Ray, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Thank you. Yes, sir. How can we help? I am planning to put a greenhouse in my yard. I'd like to know if I do that, would I get more tomatoes and zucchinis and uh, eggplants if I move the pots into the greenhouse? Yeah, I mean, you, so I, what I'm, I'm, I'm gathering from this is you have pots of eggplant and zucchini right now. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yeah, you, you'll extend the season, absolutely. And, of course, I can use them for the preseason. I mean, if you 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 you'll get more yeah you you'll get more crops out of it. I think the other piece of it though is is the thing that you know one that you're going to have to uh, add a lot of heat. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say because these are warm season crops, and they like to operate when it's about 80 degrees outside. So you're going to have to heat the greenhouse. But the other side of it is, um, if, if you don't want to you know do the inputs with with heat. You can also grow a lot of cool season vegetables in a in a in a greenhouse that's um, you know moderately heated. For example, um, I have at my house right now. I've got spinach and carrots and a bunch of different varieties of leaf lettuce. I just planted a whole bunch of winter onion sets, and I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be moving mine into a basically like a, a cold frame structure. Um, and I will, I will literally be able to be harvesting this stuff well, well into winter. Um, in fact, I will tell you with carrots, I will have fresh carrots all winter long. I will have fresh onions all winter long. I will have, you know, and this is kind of an interesting thing. Spinach, um, is, is a vegetable that can take it down to nearly 20 degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty cold. And just think about what spinach would do in a, in, a, in, a, in a greenhouse or in a small cold frame that you allow the temperature to get no colder than maybe 28 or 32 in the wintertime. And you can do that very easily with some of these different poly-spun-bound row cover materials. So, so how do you heat your greenhouse? Do you put a... Uh... I don't, I don't heat, I don't heat it at all. I use, what I use is I have, I have a, I have a little poly house in my house. I use what they call white plastic and the white plastic holds the heat in, but lets the light in. And then I use a, what they call poly spun bound row covers. And these, these little robot, these little blankets go over top of the vegetables and keeps the, the temperature 
at the ground um, trapped around the vegetable, which keeps it above 32 degrees Fahrenheit. What kills, what kills a lot of cool season vegetables is not the cold temperatures, but it's the drying winds of winter. So, and keep in mind, sir, you've got warm season vegetables and cool season vegetables. When you have warm season vegetables, like you alluded to, those kind of vegetables take really warm temperatures to maintain themselves. But what I'm saying is I'm going to grow cool. I grow cool season vegetables and I just keep the cold winter winds off of mine and I can have fresh vegetables all winter long. I, I, I can can my tomatoes, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend lots of money to heat a greenhouse in the wintertime for tomatoes. If, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money heating a greenhouse to, for a few tom- tomatoes. It'd probably be, you know, honestly, yeah. what, what, you know, there, there's a lot of really good tomatoes these days coming out of Ohio and out of Southern Ontario um, being grown in these uh, amazing greenhouse facilities that, have, ap- that are absolutely delicious. Um, in fact, you'll find them in kind of specialty stores where you'll see some of these tomatoes. Actually, right up in north of here on I-75 up near St. Mary's, there's a really large greenhouse up there where they're growing tomatoes now. And and their tomatoes they're producing are absolutely delicious. Not, not as good as what, what you have in your backyard in the summer, but a heck of a lot better than the stuff that comes from other parts of the United States. So Now, I got a fig tree in a pot also. Can I put that in the... Over the winter in the greenhouse. Yeah, you, which or should what, I move which, it in, inside? Which variety of fig is it? I have no idea. It's yeah. a medium size, kind of purple. Yeah, I, I'd have. To, I don't know. Without knowing the variety, there's different varieties of fig fig trees. Um. So, but I, I can't. You know, without knowing which variety it is, I can't can't guide you very well. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, and enjoy your enjoy your vegetables this winter. Okay, Ray. Thanks. <laughs> Take care. Bye. 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 Well, folks, when we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast from Jesse Mack. We'll talk to you at four five seven twelve ninety. And more garden talk will continue after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. Twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everybody. Would you like to see what a two thousand six hundred and twenty five year old tree looks like? <laughs> You can if you go to GardenTalkBlog.com. I just put a post up with a video and everything. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. A chilly start. Some places seeing frost to begin the day. Temperatures beginning in the 30s, but we rebound all the way up towards a high near 70 degrees. Mostly sunny skies out there. Very comfortable as we head into the evening and overnight hours. Not quite as cool. Only dropping to a low of 49 degrees before we hit the 70s once again on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new Doppler HG7 radar shows uh, clear conditions. We got 41 up in Troy, 38 in Springfield, 32 chilly degrees in Urbana, and 34 at my house. It's always cold at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, this is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and uh, we'd love to hear from you today at 457-1290. I do want to give you a programming note. Here in a few minutes, we're going to go within a minute or two, a few minutes, a few minutes or two. We're going to go into the newsroom with Mr. Adi, who will give us an update on the region as well as the world. And then after we leave that, I will be going into the garden with a weekly tip about uh, adding water to your landscape and how important it is and what the consequences are if you don't water and the damages that will occur if you don't add water. And I know the forecast is for rain on Monday. Um, looking at the potential rainfall totals that I'm seeing, it's less than an inch. We need a lot more. And frankly, folks, you need to add it because if you don't add it, it's gonna, you're going to have a lot of dead stuff in your landscape next year. Also, next half hour, we're going to be going into the, gar- into the garden kitchen talking about a delicious apple you may have heard of before called the Melrose if you've never heard of it, you ought to try to find it because once you try one, there's no going back. It's a delicious, delicious apple. That plus talk to Rich Pearson and you. Into the newsroom with Mr. Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. Dry air, low precipitation, little soil moisture, and fluctuating temperatures in the 90s down to the 30s. Welcome to the fall of 2019 in Southwest Ohio. Folks, trees, shrubs, perennials, and lawns are under these conditions are going to be damaged if they do not receive supplemental water. The result of a long dry period during the fall into the winter is injury or death of plant root systems. Affected plants may appear perfectly normal and resume growth in the spring using stored energy that they have. But these weakened plants and their weakened parts are likely to die and perish under late spring and summer temperatures as they rise. And also weakened plants from fall droughts are also very susceptible to insect and disease problems. You see, woody plants with shallow root systems require supplemental watering during extended dry periods in the fall going into winter. This includes trees like river birch, trees like Norway and silver and red maple, sugar maple, alders, lindens, arpovitae, dogwoods, willows, and other tree species. And even many of our different shrubs like boxwoods and euonymus and Oregon cray poly are susceptible to these dry conditions. Herbaceous plants and ground covers are equally susceptible because if they do not have adequate moisture around their roots, they're highly susceptible to freeze-thaw conditions, drying them out, thus killing them in the middle of the winter. And when it comes to your lawn, lawns are incredibly prone to winter damage if they are dry. Whether seeded or sodded or even established ones, 
are exceptionally susceptible to this damage. So how is this the solution to fix all this? It's simple. Hook the garden hose to a sprinkler and turn it on. Soak the earth as much as you possibly can. And then when these rains do come, you'll get added extra water that will ensure the survivability and most importantly, the longevity of your landscape investment. You've been Into the Garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of Garden Talk, there is approximately one, three lines available at 457 457- 1290 and before we do that let's go talk to your friend and mine mr rich pearson good morning rich how are you good mark how are you oh hoping for much more rain yeah we've had we've had some it's been a teaser yeah not enough and and yeah and and your message is is spot on it's just because it's rained a little bit we are not out of the uh out of the drought woods by any means. Here. No, we're, we're, we're heading down a slippery slope that's not good. In fact, it, it's, it's remarkable to me, um, you know, I, I walk a lot, to, you know, for exercise and health, but also just to desensitize my brain sometimes. And it is astonishing the number of lawns and where I live at um, that are dead. I mean, they're just gone. <laughs> Um, and people, I, I've been fact, the fact that many of them, they're out there trying to bring it, bring, you know, raise Lazarus from the dead is even more comical to a place. And then I go home at my house and, you know, and I, everybody goes, Oh, your yard's so green and so pretty. And I said, yeah, because I watered it and I, and I, and I mow it at the right height and I fertilize it mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I turn the sprinkler on and I let it soak deep into the earth. And then when I get those little half inch rains, I don't have to water that much more. And, but unfortunately they're all got their head in the sand, like, like, like a ostrich hoping that some hail Mary is going to happen here, but it doesn't look like it in the cards. At least, I mean, Monday, you're talking about maybe a half an inch to three quarters of an inch in the potential. That's not that a lot. would be fantastic. It would be great if you've been watering. But not enough. Not <laughs> enough, but I'll, I'll quit complaining. Um, what's, well, tell us about your blog post this week, Rich. Well, oddly, it kind of dovetails very nicely with this because I think we have an increasing um, belief, sentiment, group thought among a lot of gardeners that are easily swayed by things that they are told by folks that just really don't know what they're talking about, um, watering is certainly one of them. Or they make a uh, they make these beliefs on on these constructed this constructed sense of an aesthetic they have that is just not based on what is right for the plant. Um, and this specifically came up for me a couple of days ago. I have a, a good friend who has his own small uh, landscape maintenance business. And he calls me with questions on a regular basis, and and I think it's great because you know you we we're, once you're down the garden path, you turn and you light the lamp for the people that are coming along it for you. Sure. And 
he's been noticing this happening, and he has more and more clients that have uh, ornamental grasses in their yard. And because they're seeing other people do this, and they're being told by other pseudo-professionals to do this, they want them cut down now, cut to the ground down. No. And so he calls me up. He says, I don't think this is right, but I'm being asked to do it by a client, and it's based on what I'm seeing also happening in the landscape industry. I said, well... (laughs) As as my mother, as very well spoke, trained me as a young man, if everybody jumps off the cliff, does that mean that you jump off the cliff? Exactly. (laughs) My mother's a brilliant woman. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And my mother was, too. And uh, (laughs) and then she got saddled with raising me. But that's a whole (laughs) other several series of conversations. But uh, what I told him was, well... Because you're being asked by a paying client, you're going to have to temper this. But I have two things to say. First, why? And secondly, absolutely not. And I went through the whole uh, debunking a sense of aesthetic that I think is flat wrong. Ornamental grasses take about six to seven months for us to get them to this beautiful green fountain size with their plumy flowers on top. And everybody thinks that's wonderful. And then they start to brown at the end of the summer, and it's like, oh, it's time to clean up the garden. Let's cut them down. Mm-hmm. Well, you're missing the next two to three months of beauty of that plant because they will stand through the winter. They will hold their uh, their shape, their size, and their form. It will provide something in the winter landscape instead of flat nothing it will be sculpture, and what's really cool is it will move and, and bend with winter winds. Also, a snowfall, you'll get these little little tufts of, of frosting all over it. So if you're paying attention, if you're outside at all, you're going to notice something that is just a kind of an accidental addition to your landscape, and it's quite nice. And then I have these conversations quite a bit with people that are so, you know, they're, they're so wrapped up on the colors of their landscape, the colors in their garden. And I maintain that particularly in the winter landscape, brown is a color, and it can be an extraordinarily effective and pleasing color in the winter landscape. And we got to get it out of our head that brown doesn't mean dead. It's, there's so many shades and tones and subtle nuances of it, and you can even if you select your plants correctly, you can even come up with some contrasts in those colors that give you that extra feature in your landscape. Right. And then that's all just the aesthetic part of it. So just to to kind of validate where I thought I was going with it, I did go online. One of my favorite quick resources is Missouri Botanical Garden. Mm -hmm. They specifically state, don't cut them down because the the structure in place over the winter provides a very necessary, very needed kind of a micro-insulated environment to protect the crown of the plant through the cold of the winter. Right. So wait until February to take them down, and you get you benefit from the effect, and you benefit from improving the health of your plant. And folks just gotta. No, it's, it's all it's all in the science, Rich, and and unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, and and that's where, and I'm just going to be make an editorial comment, and then 
I'm, we've got to move on. No, but, no I, I, but this is where, this is where being a professional means mm-hmm. that you give and give the client information that is thoughtful, articulate, and most importantly, founded on scientific principles beyond. And, and, and that's where you, as a professional say to the client, I'm not going to do it. And he, if, if and if that POs the the client, oh well, get over it, because if <laughs> if the bottom line is if you cut those grasses back and they die, mm-hmm. then, then you're th- you are as a professional required to do best practices, follow the industry standard. The industry standard in most horticultural, arboricultural, and agronomy uh, endeavors is based on the scientific theories that have been proven to be true on how we manage our landscape. Absolutely. And you very well could be found liable before your bad actions for doing something that is horticulturally ill, ill prudent. Isn't that a word and and a half? (laughs) And just because you see, crews that are performing the wishes of HOAs or condo associations or commercial landscapes in, in vast parking lots, just because you see them doing something, it doesn't mean it's right. And it very likely is something that really shouldn't be done. And I, I mean, no disrespect for those folks because they're, no, it's bad practice. It's a simply bad, bad practice. practice. It's bad practice. It's forced to do it by the people writing the check. And no, I, and we need more people that say no, it's wrong. And I'm you not know, and my philosophy is 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 you don't buy my opinions, you don't buy my expertise. You get my expertise and my opinions based on science and best practices. And if you don't like it, go someplace else. That's just my philosophy. <laughs> I, I I've been in business for over twenty one years, and I have lived by that creed. And I. And I am proud to say 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 that anybody who who chooses to do anything do do those types of things is just plain simple stupid. And I hate to say the word, but you're just plain simple stupid for doing the things that people want you to do when you need to do what's best for your practice. I will leave it at that. Rich is always and good. I agree with you entirely. I know that's why you and I get along so well. You take care, Rich, and uh, it's time to go in the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This is one apple, folks, that if you get your paws on it, it is absolutely a heavenly experience. Um, I can't say enough about this apple. It is probably not one of the prettiest ones on the planet but it is one of the most delicious ones on the planet, and it is called the Melrose. The Melrose is a hybrid cross between Red Delicious and Jonathan, um, and it created an apple that I will just say to you is simply incredibly delicious. In fact, the Melrose is the state apple of Ohio. Um, It was developed by a guy named Hollett, and by the way, there's a building named after him at Ohio State University, and how it developed this variety of apple back in 1944. Um, and it's not to be confused with another variety of, called White Melrose, which was attributed to the monks of Melrose in the abbeys of Scotland around 1830. The Melrose, my friends, is an apple. The longer you store it, the better it tastes. In fact, 
It's a coarse apple. It's a crisp apple. It's a white apple. It's fresh. It's juicy. It's tart, somewhat sweet. And it is incredible in pies, cooking, and my choice, it's a great apple for lunch. This week's In the Garden Kitchen, the Melrose Apple. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. All right, Sarah, I'm going to take Jack, and then we'll take a break, okay? Because Jack's been waiting just a few minutes. Saying good morning, Jack. Welcome to Garden Talk. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, I just had two questions. Uh, One was, how long do you keep watering? Someone said when it gets cool out, you quit. Jack, the bottom line is, is as dry as we have gotten, you need to be delivering at least an inch a week to your to your lawn okay and 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 the bottom line is think of it this way for every drop of water that you can provide to your lawn and landscape right now it is like an insurance policy of less problems in the future uh and, and 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 i'm going to say something on an editorial note those who don't water are going to have lots and lots of expenses and I need to say this. I'm giving you. I'm giving you forewarning. If you don't water right now, in fact, every square inch of your property needs a good drink of water. Otherwise, you're going to have in, in, these plants will probably, particularly the trees and shrubs, will leaf out. I, I need to say that. But when the summer droughts hit next summer, these plants will be in serious peril. They'll be more susceptible to diseases and insects. With the lawn. If it ain't green right now, it's likely dead. So what you've got, you've got to water to keep it alive because if it goes into winter as dry as it is right now, what's alive is going to be wiped out, period. Yeah, yeah my, my grass is green right now. Good. Know, I, I've been watering. Uh, and the other question I had was, how low do you cut your grass for the winter? You know, right now, you should be mowing at normal height. If you have turf-type tall fescue, about three inches. And in, in Kentucky, bluegrass, two and a half to two and three-quarter inches. Um, I dropped my mower deck a tenth, like an eighth of an inch yesterday just to chop some leaves a little bit more finer. Okay. And But I'm not going to go much lower than that. I'm going to leave it at that height all the way up through the through the end. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you, and keep watering, Jack. It's going to pay big dividends for you and your family, sir. All right, thank you. Thank you. More Garden Talk will continue with an updated weather forecast and so much more here on WHIO Radio, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And a good morning to each and every one of you. I do want to remind you that the Bourbon and Bulbs event at with the OSU Master Gardeners over in Clark County is today between 2 and 6, and they're going to have pairings of bourbon and also some unique um, selection of bulbs as well for sale. Um, great organization and a great group of people as well. And it's going to be held at Mother Stewart's Brewing Company and that's at uh, 102 West Columbia Street, Springfield, Ohio. Let's check out the most updated weather forecast from News Center 7. 
A chilly start, some places seeing frost to begin the day. Temperatures beginning in the 30s, but we rebound all the way up towards a high near 70 degrees. Mostly sunny skies out there, very comfortable as we head into the evening and overnight hours. Not quite as cool, only dropping to a low of 49 degrees before we hit the 70s once again on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar shows uh, clear conditions, 35 at my house. I actually got a lot of my plants, tropical plants, covered over last night for the frost. And uh, 42 in Spring Grove, 41 up at the airport on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you. Next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to hopefully be talking to Jesse Mack about our, we- our weather patterns and what we should be expecting. Also, next hour, we're going to talk about how oak trees are incredibly important to our environment, and we're going to talk about how they are exceptionally good urban air filters um in the next hour of garden talk also we were talking to john to uh, randy tisher from green velvet sod farms we'll also be taking lots and lots and lots and lots of your phone calls at 457-1290 and uh also we're going to talk about how monarch butterflies and dragonflies that were migrating were caught on the national service National Weather Service's radar. We'll talk about that next hour as well. And, of course, your calls at 457-1290. Folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number one of this morning's legendary broadcast. Please tune in for the next two hours as we're going to help each and every one of you. But most importantly, remember that uh, gardening is one of those things that uh, you get out of it what you put into it. And next hour, we'll give you some more great tips to make your garden grow right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.